Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. My mission is to empower people to become the best versions of themselves so that they can live their best lives. I'm redefining success so people stop living the lives they think they should live and start living the lives they love. Join me weekly as I share my own insights and speak with guests that have embraced their unique gifts into living life on their terms. I hope these conversations inspire you to make the most out of your life by being your best self. Remember, be you, be beautiful. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the BU podcast. One of the things I love about this podcast is just getting to speak with some incredible people, and then I get to re-listen to the conversations, and I'm just always so inspired again. And I was so energized by this conversation that I got to have with Christine Woodward, and re-listening to it has just been amazing, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Christine Woodward is the CEO and founder of 19th & Co., a woman-owned and woman led consulting company. And she's also at the start of a movement with the Judy Project that I can't wait to see grow and just impact the world. And we're going to talk about it more today. And she's just on a mission to teach women that confidence is a skill. And just there's so much that stems from your confidence. And I absolutely love her insights on what confidence is and how you can grow your confidence with small leaps. If this conversation is encouraging to you, please, please, please share with a friend, post on social media, tag us. We want to hear from you. Uh, Enjoy this episode. And I can't wait to hear what actions you're going to take next. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining me on the BU podcast today. Will you just uh, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I would absolutely love to share about myself. Um, So I am Christine Woodward, uh, founder and CEO of 19th & Co., which is a women-led consultancy, women-owned and women-led consultancy. And, um, you know, really it was the chance to give women the space to practice their craft is why I started 19th and co. Um, and the name is after the 19th amendment. So giving women the right to vote. Um, you know, that's one of the last biggest strides we as women have had. And that's, um, quite some time ago, although not long enough ago, uh, but we're ready, um, and ripe for a new, um, revolution. And, um, that's why I named the company after the, the, the 19th amendment. Um, and I have a, um, just sorry, a little bit more. I have a, a master's in architecture. And so I've been practicing design for the last 15 years and I was on the design side and it was, I just started shifting into the operation side and loving it so much that that's when I made the leap to doing that. Um, awesome. yeah, so that, that's me in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> I love it. And I'm excited to like dive into a little bit more about that. And I, I do love, um, your company name 19th and co. Like, I think that's just awesome to honor that. And yes, like, it's kind of sad that it's not, um, more like further away in our history, but yeah. it is, you know, it's good that it happened and we are still, you know, making so many strides today. Um, so yeah, will you just tell us a little bit more about like how you 
I mean, how did you make that transition um, from being an architect into being in like having a consulting agency? Yeah, it was certainly scary. Yeah. And, uh, but I am not, um, I'm not a stranger to risks like that. I think I'm fairly uh, much one would consider a risk taker. I don't jump out of planes, <laughs> nothing like that. I do not put my body in harm in any way. I'm actually yeah. a real scaredy cat on that side of things. But um, in terms of just living life like it's an adventure, that's certainly a practice of mine. That's not to say it's easy uh, mm-hmm. when I do take those adventures or there's those leaps, but I would say it was essentially as simple as that. It was a leap. I just felt that feeling you feel inside when it's just right. And if you haven't felt that yet, well, that's probably because you haven't come across it, but the only way you're going to come across that is if you keep trying and moving on. Um, you know, I, I really equate staying in a job, um, or a career choice, like a book or a movie in the sense that, you know, you get into a couple pages or even a couple chapters, however long it might take that individual, or for instance, that one particular book or that movie, and you realize this is not for me. You have a choice. You can put the book down or stop watching the movie and stop wasting your time, or you can finish it for the sake of finishing it. Some people live on that principle and that's fine. Um, but it's certainly not a life of adventure or, uh, moving you, moving the needle or you toward figuring out your niche. Yeah. I really like the way that you put that. And I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but that's so true. I mean, there's, there's so many books and movies that, you know, I've started, I'm just like, I'm just not feeling it. And like, why am I going to waste my time? Waste my time. Exactly. That is absolutely how people should think about it. And you know, the great thing is, is older generations, uh, you couldn't necessarily say that in terms of the career or professional world, because Mm -hmm. you needed to stay in jobs for at least five years, 10 years, 20 years. Right. And I really think we're in the place now where I'm even a little before my time in that a lot of the, you know, the newest generations, millennials, Gen Zers, it is about just finding your groove. And if that means moving on in six months, two months, you know, after having just started a job, then you do. And it's okay. And it's, it's, it's part of the journey now. Um, and it's not looked or frowned upon. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of said earlier about like, you just kind of found that it was your thing. And I do love that. Cause I mean, I think we're all kind of searching about for like oh, what's yeah. really our thing and like what kind of comes like, like naturally and like that we're not kind of like resisting things. So like what kind of, um, is it something that you had like noticed in like your career as an architect that you're like, something's missing or like, how, like, how did you, yeah. You know, what's funny? it's hindsight 2020. And now I yeah. know what they mean by that. I think I've always said hindsight 2020 a couple times in life where I was like, yeah, they just say that. And this makes sense in this instance, but I really know what it means now. <laughs> I reflect on instances in my past, even when I was in advertising. So I was in advertising prior to my architecture. Um, okay. and it was in New York, McCann Erickson, one of the biggest agencies next to gray worldwide in the world. And I remember going to a gym down the street and thinking, this place needs a revamp, both on its interiors, the way they run their business. And I remember telling my then boyfriend, now husband, these ideas, like, I'm going to go to the owner and I'm going to tell them what they should do and, (laughs) you know, or or make these suggestions and how I can help. And wildly enough, that's what I do for my clients now. And (laughs) I had those daydreams, right? So many times. And this was, this is, this is 20 years ago now. Yeah. 20 years ago, probably um, that I had those like wild daydreams where I'd go tell the owner, thoughts about how they can improve their life, their business, you know, yeah. but I was in advertising at that time. So I wasn't even in interior design. I wasn't in business consulting anywhere near <laughs> that. 
So again, that's hindsight though. So to answer your question in terms of how do you know, I, I did just turn 40. You don't look like you're 40. So, uh, for the younger- <laughs> like You don't either. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very kind. Um, I will say I'm even ahead of my, the curve in terms of finding that, you know, your groove, but that's only because I was so daring and risk so much of a risk taker in my journey up to this point to close the book, put it down and walk away and go try a new book. And when it comes to jobs, um, and I will not say that was an easy path at all. You know, friends would certainly look at me and wonder what is she up to again, (laughs) But guess what? Now I'm doing something I do for free. And that I think is in a nutshell, uh, the sign, the symptom, when you know you're, you're in the right place, when you do it for free Mm -hmm. and something my mother-in-law would always say too, and you mentioned this in terms of finding your gift when it comes easy to you, that's when you know, it's your gift. When you think, well, everyone else can do this, right? That very question is actually the embodiment of you acknowledging that you actually are functioning within your gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a symptom of that too. And I think if you, you pair those together of taking that risk and knowing that you're, you're in an easy place, um, then it's really just figuring out the business model of what you, you know, are loving and is a gift of yours. So. I yeah, I love that. And I, I've heard it before as far as like, um, if it's easy to you and you think like everyone does it, like that is yeah. your gift. And it's so true. It's like, it's, we just think like, no one needs that. But then you start talking to people and realize like, oh wait, they don't, they don't think the same way as I do. <laughs> like right? need help with that. Right. Yeah. And I think that, that not, I think, I know that that stems from a lack of confidence and I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how much of that's really runs rampant in women's minds. Yeah. Right. I mean, men might think like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am the only one that can do this. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I envy them that that's their initial gut, you know, reaction, knee jerk reaction. Whereas women yeah. are, they do, they downplay it. They think the next woman, absolutely. She does it. And that's just absolutely not the case. And we're, there's so many women in particular, again, I'll stick with just women, but there's so many, yeah. there are people, but so many women's gifts and glory that are missing from, you know, so much of their light that's missing from this world. And it's an absolute shame. Yeah. I totally agree. And you mentioned confidence and I did want to get into that. So like, I'm like, let's just jump please. into it now. Absolutely. Yes. Please. <laughs> Cause I know that like kind of goes <laughs> hand in hand with like your company and then like yep. your project that we're going to talk about. So just to start, I always kind of love seeing what people's kind of like definitions of things are and how they view things. So like, what does confidence look like to you? What does that mean? Well, it's a little hard cause I'm so close to it. Cause I research it as a living. Um, <laughs> and trying to ignore the definitions, the millions of definitions that I'm aware of out in the world. Confidence, I would say, um, boy, I haven't had to say this in my own words (laughs) in quite some time. So great question. I would say it's assurance. Mm. And that assurance would be in yourself. It could be in your environment and the people that you work with, the people that you live and love. Um, It's that you're in the right place. Yeah. If I had to narrow it down to one word, it would be assurance that you, yeah. can, you know, that certainty, I could almost even say, you you know, interchangeably use the, the term certainty and certainty, like I said, goes into all those categories of yourself, the other people that you trust in your life, um, the certainty in your decision-making. Yeah. I take it back. I go one step further and I'd say the other word. So three words, and I'm almost getting better, uh, is decisiveness. 
Mm. Yeah. But I think decisiveness only comes from certainty. So I'm going to stick with certainty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, certainty. yeah. And I totally agree. It's like a little bit of like a combination of those, but like, you yeah. can like go deeper into that. Yeah. And I, I do want to say, as you say that too, that it's combination. Yeah. Confidence, you know, anything that we train and teach on and coach on it's nuanced. I get that. There's so many things that are going on in people's lives. Yeah. But can we just conclude, can we just say it's good enough to say it's about confidence? Leave it at that. Mm. Start reframing our minds, our thoughts, taking action and really building on our confidence. Stop, you know, reading more books, more blogs, watching more (laughs) movies, you know, more apps, all of this, and just start taking action because that is the only way that leads to confidence, which we can dive into more. But I just wanted to say that nuance is actually something I ask individuals to set aside Um, And just accept that it's good enough that we're just going to use the term confidence and we're going to start taking action now. Yeah. And, you know, I really love that because I think, I mean, action is just the like big part of everything. Um, You know, we always, we have so many thoughts, but like nothing really matters until we actually take action. And then like, I know Mm -hmm. that taking action is a part of like building that confidence. So it's almost everything. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And you, I mean, you said you did a lot of research on confidence and was confidence something that like you ever struggled with or what was your journey? (laughs) Uh, That's not been asked that question because everyone takes it for granted. So very insightful question. It is why I'm teaching it because I have struggled from it so much. And it's been at the forefront of my mind, right? It's almost like I, for so long ago, and I can remember the day we were driving down 101. So we lived in the Bay Area, we live in the Bay Area and my husband and I, boyfriend at the time. And I was looking at the window, looking out at NASA um, and was saying to myself, if, and we didn't have kids yet. And I said, if I could teach our kids one thing in this life, if they only took one thing away from me, it would be confidence. Mm. He had just a moment ago said something with such great confidence. And then he said, I actually have no idea what I'm talking about. And it (laughs) totally ripped open the curtains, ripped, you know, pulled back the curtains on the male psyche for me. And he was like, sometimes I do that. He's all, no, I do that often. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but my mind was just like, right. And uh, it's the opposite how women act, right? We won't say anything with great confidence until we think we've read every book front to back, right? You can't just read a story until you, it just, and it was at that moment where I drew my own conclusion from that personal experience. And then the life I've led of really quite, uh, you know, the lack of confidence ran really deep, you know, to where I'd go camping and put makeup on every day. Mm. Um, I mean, even now I put self tanner on every week every single week because I prefer myself with a tan. Why can't I just prefer myself with the skin I have, you know, and I resent the skin that I have. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's down to Michael Jackson, right? I think he took a medication to lighten his skin. It's that resentment for who you are to where you would go great lengths to try not to be. Um, And I've struggled with that. And I'm not saying I'm alone in that. I'm just saying I'm just like everyone else, but I'm now saying, because I've struggled with that, I'm going to go out, research it, and I'm going to start spreading the word that confidence is a skill and that yeah. therefore it can be acquired. And I'm sick of everyone thinking it's one, you know, it's you're either born with it or you're not, or you only have it in one area and everything else as well. Too bad. Right. Yeah. It's kind of 
like, it kind of amazes me if people still think that you can't gain confidence. Yeah. Um, because I think it is, it's definitely a skill. I mean, everything like, yes, some things come more naturally to other sure. people, but like, like everything sport. can be learned. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone can play basketball. Will you be Michael Jordan? No, because you're probably not seven foot tall. So <laughs> a, you are a little physically disadvantaged um, and chemically, right? You might not have the testosterone that makes you as daring and, you know, much as a risk taker, but yeah. you absolutely could still practice just like Michael Jordan and still maybe mm-hmm. be in the game or on the bench or an assistant coach, right? It, yeah. is, it is, it is just a sport. It is just a skill and just needs to be practiced. Yeah. And one of the things I thought of as you were kind of talking about like women versus men is I have seen this thing as like when men apply for jobs, like they're like, oh, I know like about like 50% of what's on that list. Like I'll go ahead and apply, like I'm qualified, but women will have, you know, we'll know like 90% of the things, but because we don't know that 10%, we'll be like, oh, I'm not qualified and I'm not even going to apply. Like like, why is that? Like, that's why are actually women... research that's been done? Yes. And I, yeah. I, I don't have the quote, the site for you uh, right off the, the bat, but that's actually one that I cite often. Um, and it is, it's that, you know, bullet point list of a job description or job posting of 10. And if men feel like they've satisfied two to apply, if women satisfy, they need to feel like they satisfy six or eight to apply. Yeah. Uh, even though they very well could be just as qualified. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is. It's an innate lack of confidence. And I think it may be just as simple as testosterone or a lack of that we just yeah. don't have. And I'm fine with that. But that doesn't mean I can't train you to be more aggressive or assertive or um, actionable. And that's exactly what I, I am setting out to do and do do for my clients. Yeah. yeah. And what's kind of like the first kind of like action steps that someone like can take to build their confidence or what, what how do you usually like make out a plan for them? Yes. Well, it's long and drawn out. Uh, not to say that that doesn't, in the first week, we don't start taking action. I just, yeah. mean, but for listeners to take away something, if nothing else, A, it's that confidence is a skill and start practicing, but how, and that's the second tip I want to give that is a kind of a quick one is yeah. first off, just dust off your uh, big idea that you've been thinking about, whether it means taking a walk around the block, you know, I mean, this is not, doesn't have to be go starting a business but let's just say it's walking around the block to starting a business and everywhere in between, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, or making that call to that guy you've been meaning to, right? I mean, anything in between Yeah. where you just haven't had the guts to, uh, you identify what that is. Once you've identified that you need to go tell 10 people and Mm -hmm. by vocalizing, and I'm certain you've heard this before, it makes it tangible. It makes it real, not only for yourself, but now you're going to be somewhat held accountable feeling, you know, because you need to tell five five of those need to be strangers and five of those need to be individuals, you know, family, friends, whatever it is. Um, Let me tell you, it's going to be so much easier to tell the strangers, even though you might not think that. (laughs) I was just thinking that actually. (laughs) Which one were you thinking? Which one were you thinking? Or it would be easier to tell a stranger. Totally. Except you. you'd be surprised because so many people are a little hesitant to talk to anyone, right? Publicly. It's kind of like public speaking. Uh, so there's a little bit of hesitancy in that. But once you get that, you know, you start that conversation, it is 10 times easier because you'll think, oh, well, they won't remember. But guess what? Right. You'll remember that you told them. And here's mm-hmm. what I do for my clients as well. Um, a select few, but definitely something is it's actually almost like wingman. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to find them a date. It's this idea (laughs) that we go out, right? It's either coffee midday and we meet people 
and we mm-hmm. tell a story, but it has to do with the big vision of my clients dreams for their future. And they tell that story to these individuals that they meet. And I can't tell you how nine out of 10 of them are now living that dream. Kid you not. One Ooh. was, um, I'm, you know, she had, didn't live in the Bay area. She was like, I live in San Francisco. She did not live in San Francisco. I'm getting my MBA. She was not in her MBA program. Now she does not live in San Francisco, but she has acquired and uh, graduated and got her MBA. So these are things that it's really more about you hearing yourself because by you saying it, you start to believe that that can be a reality for you. Yeah. And you are the hardest critic. You are the hardest person to convince that the dream you have can happen. No one else really gives two flying, you know what, (laughs) whether it happens or not, or what it even is, it's really you. And so it's really about convincing you. But the more you say it, it's just like going into the dressing room and trying on a dress you think you would never wear in public. Mm -hmm. Just by way of going and putting that dress on, it becomes that much more a part of you. And the next time you put it on, you'll be like, I thought it was so much shorter. This is like long. This is like a maxi (laughs) dress. And I felt like a hussy the first time, right? I actually just did that yesterday. I I was like, I thought this was like a hooker dress and it's down to my knees. This was when I was (laughs) pregnant that I thought that and I just put it on. So anyway, just examples of what vocalization does. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good example too, because it's like, you can then picture yourself by actually putting it on rather than just like telling yourself a story of like, oh, it'll probably look like this on me, but no, you put it on, you see like, oh, it actually does fit with me and uh, work with me and stuff. Like right. And that, who is so. me? Let's, yeah. let's also admit that who me is, is a fluid term. Yeah. Um, it's constantly evol- evolving. You can even think, I mean, as big as our world's morality, this is research, as big as the world's morality. Can you imagine hundred years ago? I don't even think that long ago. Sorry. Here in the South in America, <laughs> slavery, slavery yeah. was for some, it was okay. It was accepted. Uh, domestic violence against your wife. That wasn't domestic violence. It was the thing that they did, right? Right. You now look at those things a hundred years later. Those are absolutely immoral, right? But yeah. That back then, as a society, as an entire world, yes, there was a school thought that did or a camp that did, but the idea that an entire world's mind can shift means mm-hmm yours can. And that is why you don't just look at the world and say, well, we as a, we as a human race are X in our morality. That's not the case. We have evolved. And that is very (laughs) much the case of you as well. Um, And it's so important to remember that even if you think the very short dress that you want to wear and you don't think it's a hussy, but you just want to wear, it is you, you just aren't used to that new you. And that is what we are trying to get you to is that comfort zone, that new comfort. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I've, it also kind of reminds me of almost like, I always think of like a ripple effect and like, it just exactly. starts with like one thing 100%. and yeah, just like how things are constantly shifting. You just I, take those small steps and like, then they yes. start shifting and stuff. Yes. So. And I'm really glad you bring that point up too, because it's actually something in our training program of learning the skill of confidence. This isn't about you. No, yeah. absolutely not. This is not about you leveling up in confidence. It's about what you do with that confidence once you have leveled up. And it's your responsibility that once you level up in your confidence, that you do create that ripple effect in your community of women so that we can start to change from the ground up, from the bottom up, the society that we live in with this gender gap, because that's the only way it's going to happen. I'm not 
charging women with the solution to it, that they're, that they're, that's the only way it can change. But let me just tell you, I think it's going to be one of the quickest ways we can get to it, even though it sounds slow. Yeah, definitely. I mean, happen. Yeah. Unless we have women in that, those spaces. Yeah. I was like, once we, as women, like start just becoming more empowered and confident and like stepping into our gifts and utilizing them. Yeah. And then it just gets passed on. And yeah. I love yeah, it. And so you say the term empowered, sorry, but the, yeah. the term empowered, it, it has actually has gotten a little too played. It's, uh, it's very loaded. Um, and really what I think at the heart of empowerment, you can't be empowered if you don't have confidence. Mm-hmm. It all starts with confidence. Yeah. Just to get out of bed. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can conquer your day, right? That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell me a little bit more about like your clients with 19th and co, like who do you work with? And then I do want to like talk about your, the uh, Judy project as well, but yes. first of all, yeah. Yeah. So the consultancy 19th and co, um, it is, it started out with just me um, as a consultant to my vertical. So the design industry, design, interdesigners, architects, design builders. Um, and I was loving what I did so much. Colleagues, friends were starting to say like, you're amazing in what you're doing, but it's a little scary to me to go out on my own and do that. And I thought, well, I love the business side. Come under yeah. my umbrella, practice your craft. I'll take care of the business side. Um, and it's really that it's solidarity in your own practice Um, so it was, it was a, this way that I could almost kill two birds with one stone. You know, I wanted to empower women and this was my way of doing it from inside having my own company, but then also empowering women, which were our clients. So it was kind of both sides of the fence. I got to empower. Um, and that, that's, that's really where 19th was born was women, you know, in my community telling me they wanted to do what I was doing, but it was daunting and overwhelming. Didn't have the time, didn't have the the energy to do so, whatever it was, it was many combinations of things, but it was all still the same story. Yeah. And so, uh, that's where 19th came from. And then it was from all that where we, and again, in this solidarity started to really understand that at the heart of every one of our clients, for the most part, their issues and needs, you know, the solutions that were needed were stemmed from confidence or lack of, yeah. Um, and primarily the female clients of ours. And, um, mm-hmm. it was in combination with that COVID hitting, you know, <laughs> we all kind of started having this chance to reflect. And then my yeah. mother-in-law passed away actually, um, oh. a week ago, a year ago, one week from now, um, 4th of July. Oh, I'm and, so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was, it's a big loss. Um, yeah. A, a huge loss in my personal life and for the world over, she was a private practicing psychologist. And so she was the expert in our minds and mm-hmm. the mind shift. And it was actually her that gave me that mind shift. That is half the equation. The other half is action, which mm-hmm. um, the Judy project, which is the confidence training is spelled J U D I. And she, my mother-in-law is Judy. So the J U came from her first two letters and D I came, comes from my mom. Uh, his name Diana. Um, and that's where the Judy name came from. And my mom is the expert in action. So she's a, a personal trainer um, and a registered nurse, all so much to do with the body and nutrition and what it means to, to live in a life of t- taking action. You piece yeah. the two of those together and that is confidence. It really is. It's our formula and it's the revolution of those two parts that builds our confidence. Um, wow. And that's the, that's the Judy project. And I'm, it's, it's in the process of um, a spark 
and I'm waiting for it to catch on fire and be a wildfire all across the country and the world, you know, in elementary schools, in senior care living facilities, women of every age need to understand that it, they need to take the time and understand that skill, you know, confidence is a skill. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I mean that the mindset shift or the action, like that's, it's, it's almost like, Oh, that's Obvious. all it is, but that's I all know. it is. <laughs> I know. I know it's crazy and it seems trivial and trite and too simple. And in fact, in my training program, I even distill it down even further. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> after this, you're going to start taking action. No more reading and <laughs> blogging and, you know, taking more seminars, no more, like have my seminar be the last, it doesn't even have to be the first, just listen to this podcast and start taking action. That is all I'm asking you to do. <laughs> um, it needs some mind shifts to be able to take that action, but, uh, and some techniques to, in how to take that action. But as soon as you start doing, and there's a revolution, which is a, you know, a turning of those, those elements over and over, and, mm -hmm. and you'll start to see the baby signs of confidence starting to layer up like a big layer cake and you know the biggest piece of cake you get to eat at the end of it it's just it's incredible and it starts to become yeah. a habit it does mm -hmm. so I, I talk about taking a leap in the beginning your leaps are like dipping a toe into the water right <laughs> like they're so tiny you're like that wasn't even a leap the yeah. leaps you start to take after you know five years in ten years in they are huge and they scare you and every leap, even if it's the, from the dipping of the toe into the water to the huge leaps from five years from now, they will all scare you equally. And if you're not feeling that fear, you're not leaping. Yeah. Uh, and I think those are all the symptoms. We, we also really, I help to make my clients aware of the symptoms they need to be feeling and experiencing to know that they're pushing the envelope. Yeah. Because so many people live in a safe space. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't, if you live in a safe space, you're doing yourself the biggest disservice to mm -hmm. you and living a life of true fulfillment and happiness. Yeah. Uh, Cause happiness is you owning it. Right. It's just not going to just come. Right. So much. I'm so sorry, but you <laughs> like, such incredible questions. And clearly I'm incredibly passionate about this. So <laughs> no, I love it. I'm just like, yeah, just keep speaking all the goodness to me and my audience. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. Dropping so much knowledge. It's so oh. great. And so, um, First of all, I really like that you said like taking leaps, especially at first can just be like dipping your toe in. Cause I think people just need to understand that. Like, it doesn't have to be like this huge dramatic thing, but like just right. those little, like tiny, tiny steps and for instance, going and telling yeah. someone, yeah, exactly. Dip your toe dipping toe dip. Okay. There's your toe dip. Everyone go. Yeah. Tell you just took a leap telling someone your story, right. your, your big vision, your secret. That's mm -hmm. a leap right there. So great yeah. point. And then like, also of like what to expect of like how it's going to be uncomfortable and stuff. Cause I think the other thing that people can kind of get of like, oh, if this like is a little too hard or something didn't go right, they might like stop. Cause they're like, oh, well, this isn't normal. I must not be doing something right. But if they know right. it's like, oh, it's just part of the process. Like, how about I equate that to going to the gym and working out? Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel a burn. Your muscles are not tearing. Right. And they're not growing. Okay. Yeah. So this whole notion of no pain, no gain, that's actually real. Yeah. <laughs> I actually live by that. Not really pain, but discomfort. How about no discomfort? I'll come up with a new saying, no discomfort, no drive or something like that. Right. <laughs> you absolutely should feel uncomfortable every day. Uh, there's those tiny little books. Like, uh, it's, Oh, here we go. Do one thing every day that scares you is the name of a little book. You like, you know, coffee table book. But yeah. it really means, I really mean that you need to literally need to be uncomfortable 
almost, I would say scared every single day practice mm-hmm. because you're not going to take the big leaps. If you don't practice the tiny ones, it's, it's just like any sport. You're not, you're not going to get to a marathon without walking right. around the block. Yeah. I, I know it sounds all trivial, but it's true. It's true in risk-taking. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's like, what's so great about it is that it can be simple and it doesn't have to be yeah. so hard. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So let's just even, let's just, I'm just going to, you know, spitball and take another step. So you dust off this idea you want to do, right? You go mm-hmm. tell, fine, two people, one stranger, one family member. Let's even start with that. That's a dip, yeah. you know, toe, toe dip. Um, you tell them the next step after that is let's say for instance, it's a walk around the block go buy tennis shoes or even, no, you know what? Don't buy them. You already have them. <laughs> Guaranteed you have some tennis <laughs> shoes. And even if they are not legit Nike tennis shoes, put some cute kids on whatever it is. Cause you're not running a marathon. So you'll be fine. Yeah. Put some socks on, but identify the outfit, go into your drawers, identify your outfit. That's the next leap. Yeah. Leap. That's a leap. Cause guess what? You're going to be just as scared to take that step. The anxiety behind that. I, I just, I can't stress it enough. Please honor the fact that that is a leap because by not mm-hmm. honoring it, you're, you're just sabotaging yourself. The only yeah. way you think a leap is if you go move to New York tomorrow, you're never going to do those, which means you're never going to take leaps, which means you're never going to honor your, your desires and dreams, which means you're never going to move and you're going to sit on the sofa or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to stay in the same comfort zone and that you're going to keep wondering why you're not taking leaps because you're going to, yeah. you've, you've missed defined leaps about that. And I think that's what you just uncovered. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like so powerful. And then it, and then I think when you like look at those like leaps is so small and like doable, then when you do them, you're like excited. And then that like gives you that energy to like, keep going. <laughs> exactly. Action. Uh, energy is like contagious, right? Mm-hmm. Your own energy is contagious. You can create that contagious energy within yourself by taking these actions. And it, it's what I like to call it, like drawing strength from, right? You've heard that term. The moment you think like, I told someone, holy blank, <laughs> I did that. And then I just identified the outfit I could wear. And you know what this is too? And this is what we have our clients do. You're going to think it's crazy. We have them close their eyes. We tell them what it looks like. We ask them to tell us what it looks like. What does it smell like? What are you talking about? What are you saying? How are you saying it? Then we actually have them stand up and actually act it out with me. So um, it's literally trying it on. It's like, this is something that the die, the DI part, my mom would talk about even growing up, going to a dressing room. I don't like that. Just go try it on. You don't know what it, I swear to you, God, (laughs) she's like a Jewish mother. I'm not Jewish, but like that, right? Just like pushy, go try it on. You have no idea. Yeah. Time she'd say that nine out of ten times. I'd be like, oh shoot, I do love this. And I get <laughs> right, right. And we were at Goodwill. Do not think we were wealthy. We were at Goodwill mm-hmm. shopping. And I had wealthy moms come to us and say, like, can you have my can you shop with my daughter? And I'm like, oh my God. Here's a <laughs> lack of confidence. Here's where I didn't know I had a gift. Yeah. Like, They're gonna find out I shop at Goodwill. Where I uh, hi, I completely missed the point. I just got a compliment from a really wealthy family that my outfit looks good and I shop at Goodwill. Right. Where was yeah. That in my mind, right? You know what I was I'm like, saying? that's like a whole nother thing. <laughs> it, 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 we are doing this to ourselves every day. Yeah. And I struggle from it every day. This is why I'm becoming an expert in the space and why I, I am doing the world a disservice if I sit on this 
and don't try to have it catch on fire and, and share with the world. So yeah. Yeah. And like the fact that you're just like honest about like, you still struggle with it. It's something you still have to like work on every day. It's just like, I mean, it sucks that there's not like a, Oh, I've arrived. This is it (laughs) done. (laughs) Like I wish, but it's like, it's life, you know, (laughs) it is, it is. And I have a daughter now she's three Mm -hmm. and a half. And, uh, if you could say anyone coming out of the womb with confidence, wildly enough, I would say it was her. Yeah. But she is going to run into the same afflictions we all did, which was mm-hmm. the world. And luckily yeah. she's been shielded from that because she's three and a half, but she will come up against every one of those that we had to, you know, what's that on your face? Oh, those are called zits, little boy. You know, the guy yeah. in your class. I had that. Oh yeah. Cause I had braille on my face. Braille. <laughs> that, that I've been day. there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And now people say you have the best skin. I'm like, oh, if you only knew what I went through, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, we just don't deserve to have to live with this burden thinking we can't have more. And I refuse to let it go on any longer. Yeah. I love it. And so will you just kind of tell me like, what does the Judy project like look like and how, like, yeah. is it courses? Is it conferences? Like what, what is that like? And then like, what kind of, when you say you want to like, want it to catch on fire, like what message do you really want it to, or like what impact do you really want to leave with it? Yes. Um, excellent. Uh, first of all, if anyone has ideas on how it can catch on fire, even more than it already is, uh, please write to me collaborations. I'm always looking and open to those. Um, right now it's webinars where I, you know, find those opportunities, which is great. I just actually did one for Dell's um, women's networking group. Awesome. Um, so that was, yeah, that was wonderful. And then for the most part, it's, it's one-on-one coaching and we do have the one-off, uh, workshops that we do as well for groups. Um, it's not formalized yet. It's really just been people coming to us because it's been resonating with so many people. So in fact, yeah. I ha, haven't had the time to actually formulate it in a way that I can scale it like I need to and want to and will. Um, yeah. which is a great problem to have. So we're, we're in the phases of scaling that right now and formulating it, but it is right now. It's, it's just people reaching out and, um, it's, it's incredible to hear clearly how many people it resonates with. Cause mm-hmm. we have the problem of having to turn people away or, or letting them know, you know, adding them to a wait list right now. So it's, it's good. Yeah. Stuff. That's awesome. And where can people, where can people like find out more information about it or like stay connected? Yes. You can head to our uh, consulting website, which 19th and co. So it's one nine T H A N D uh, dot C O excuse me, brain fart for a moment there. Um, so it's one nine T H A N D dot C O. Uh, and on the website is the Judy project as well, which will shoot you over to the Judy project specific website. But, um, I don't put this out there for everyone, but I'd love to give your listeners just my direct email address, which yeah. is Christine. And that's C H R I S T I N E at 19th dot 19th and.co. So one nine T H A N D.co. Please reach out. Um, I, again, for collaborations, would love to just hear from anyone that this resonates with. Yeah, I love it. And I know my audience is definitely going to resonate with this. Like I am just like, Uh, so many aha moments and I love it (laughs) good to hear hear. I I have aha moments daily in my research in conversations like yourself you know really the insightful questions I get uh, on all the you know podcasts that I'm on and it just the more we talk about it the more I learn the more I enrich my knowledge and my expertise on it 
that I can then disseminate just that much more and come to the table with that many more ways that I can, you know, uh, kind of come to the table with that many more ways I can say it, which means it'll resonate with that many more people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Way different ways of thinking about it. And I think that's the most fruitful experience I can have uh, because while I do so much research, those articles are a bit um, laden with jargon. (laughs) (laughs) That those examples don't quite translate to uh, the regular world um, that we all live in. So uh, these questions that you ask are just great for my continual education. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. And I can't wait to see like how this grows and expands. And so I'm really excited about what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. It's it's all my pleasure. Again, I can be doing this for free. (laughs) I don't though, just to be clear. (laughs) Uh, And I say that literally, I say that intentionally because women don't talk about money. They don't talk about what everyone makes. And I'm here to tell you, talk about money, tell people what what you make. I'm not going to blurt it out right here, but um, (laughs) I don't mean to not practice what I preach, uh, but it's in a little bit more of a safe environment. Um, Yeah. needs to be something we talk about where we talk about, we don't work for free. Don't do too much pro bono. Don't hand things out. You need to start charging. You need to be, because you know what that is? That's evidence of your value. Not Mm -hmm. that I'm saying it is your value. I'm saying as humans, we just by nature equate that to our value. Um, And I need you to know your value is far beyond anything you're even charging right now. Yeah. Whether you're on your own or the salary you're making, the hours you're working for that salary. There's so many more things. We get into negotiation that women don't know how to do naturally. They're not practiced at it. So that's another skill we teach, but it takes confidence to do that. So we start on the foundation of confidence and then we branch out into the confidence in negotiation, confidence in sex, confidence in money, confidence in style, um, Mm. confidence in meetings. What does that look like? Uh, Especially for new uh, graduates, you know, out of college and those sorts of things. So there's a whole world that this is going to branch into. And it's just very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. And it just kind of goes back to like, when I was talking about like the ripple effect and like confidence, there's so many different aspects to it, but yeah, like if you have more confidence in negotiations and then like, that's more money for you and your family and you can do more with it. And yeah, there's just so much. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. On that note, it isn't asking for more money. This isn't about greed. Yeah. This is about you having the goal to ask for what you deserve. And mm-hmm. guess what? By way of that, now you get to give your kids more. Don't go buy a Louis Vuitton, even though I'm not judging that. I'm just saying now you can go give your kids or your friends, you know, lessons in negotiation, your daughter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what that money's for. It's not, don't, please do not come to me and say, I don't need more money. I don't need to make a bigger salary. That's not what this is about. Yeah. At all. You're missing the point completely. If you think that's what this is about, because if you can ask for more money, you can ask for everything else in your life that is important. Yeah. Uh, And that's really what the skill is about. I love it. Well, I could talk to you forever. (laughs) I could talk to you forever too. How about we just, we stop the podcast and then we, we keep going. Call me again. (laughs) Yes. I'm just like, teach me everything. (laughs) Great questions. Really. You're great host. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that.
Thank you for listening to the BU Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.